people, my beautiful, amazing, phenomenal people. So thanks for listening to last week's podcast episode and today's episode, today's idea was from Michael. So that I want to thank Michael, my amazing, my amazing husband for um, inspiring this episode because he, you know, I was just in the car and I was like, you know, I need to do something different. Like, I don't want to talk about the same things I've been talking about on my podcast. Like, what is something new that I can talk about for my listeners? And he's like, why don't you talk about your lifestyle and like how you live and let them get inspired by that and have a different perspective with that. So I thought about it. I'm like, you know, you're right. I think that's definitely a really good idea. So yeah, so I kind of want to take you guys into, you know, my lifestyle, not just spirituality and how everything is tied to spirituality and things like that. So one of the things I have realized, you know, with my life is I've always been that person that has to travel, experience life, experience new people. And with that comes, um, you know, just being, you know, I've always been told that I was an old soul, an old spirit. And I've also, me knowing personally, um, and being told from another psychic that this is definitely my last lifetime. And I absolutely agree with that because I have moments where I'm just like, I've done this before. Oh, I've, you know, I've been here so many times. It's like, oh, like, it's like not, it's not even like a deja vu feeling. It's just more of like a internal soul feeling of like, I've, I've fucking done this shit so much. So it's really interesting. Um, so yeah, my lifestyle, it's like, I don't even know how to go into this, but you know, I'm the type of person that doesn't like to wear makeup. I keep it very, um, natural, neutral, natural. <laughs> um, I mean, if I have to wear makeup, most I wear is mascara, you know, a lot of the times if I'm doing like a new promo photos for my business, I'll put on eyeliner and mascara. Woo. I know freaking crazy. Um, I'll put mascara on or eyeliner. That's about it. But I'm really all about keeping it natural, keeping it simple, letting people see the real you because growing up, I was actually really triggered um, by my family and my mom's side because they were all about making sure they were, they looked perfect all the time, did their hair, caked on the makeup. And for me personally, that never sat well with me. It just didn't feel good. So I, I don't wear any foundation. I never liked it. I felt like, I remember I wore foundation once and I and I, me personally, I just couldn't believe that I was suffocating my skin on my face. And it's just like, nah, that I wasn't feeling that. So I've always been the person that like suggest not wear makeup and, and have people see the real me. Cause I'm all about being real and raw and just being my own authentic self. And with that came, I feel like that all tied into, you know, being natural and being in nature and having like, um, simplicity and clothes and, and things like that and keeping it you know, very minimalistic and, uh, you know, not having too much. And when we own too much, I feel like there's, it's kind of like we, we cloud ourselves and, and our, the clutter in our homes. And that actually was also triggered by my grandmother growing up because she is known in the family, uh, to be a hoarder. So with me personally, and since I met Michael, I'm constantly like, uh, giving things away, not keeping too much. If I buy something new, I make sure to take something out of my closet and give it away because I don't think we need to have too much because my way of thinking is always like, well, I'm going to die anyways and I can't take this with me. So I might as well give this away now. So that's why we try to really check ourselves with making sure that we don't buy too much, 
that we have the necessities. We have like two pairs of shorts, a few tank tops and a shirt. Like we keep it really, really simple. And I used to not be like this though, because you know, you are a product of your environment and you are a product of your parents. And you know, I used to be that my dad was, is, is a huge like toy collector. Like he loves to collect toys and the same thing with my stepmother. And I somehow took on that habit and I thought like I had to be the same way. Like I used to collect ridiculous amounts of, I don't know if any of you know who Spawn is. He's like this comic book character. Um, uh, McFarlane created like incredible toy figures and I used to be a collector of, of Spawn. I know, crazy, right? Uh, and I would never open up the packages because when you collect toys, like it's like a sin to like open up the packages. Like you keep that shit like intact, like your toys. And I would collect Barbie dolls. I would keep the Barbie dolls in their packages. So like, I even think that, um, I think my mom told me a couple days ago that my bins in their stores in Arizona, like there's still, uh, my toys in there or whatever. And I told her, you know, it's solid on eBay. You can keep the money, make however much money you want with it. Cause I, I just don't want it. So it took a lot of me having to look at myself and ask myself, you know, is this me or is this my family or my parents? Like, is this habit mine to keep, to take? Mm, no, because I don't really like this stuff anymore. This is actually, you know, hindering me from moving forward because I realized when we own so much stuff, it like, it's really draining and it weighs you down emotionally. I remember when I was at my grandma's house, she, like I said, she was a hoarder. I would try to help her clean up her house, like even like a tiny little section like on the coffee table, and that took forever. I mean like when you think of like the ultimate hoarder who keeps everything, like she was that person. She would collect all these knickknacks and not throw anything away. She would have a reason for to keep it, and her whole living room, front room was just packed with stuff that you couldn't even see the room at all. I mean that's the kind of hoarder my grandmother was. So I somehow took on that habit and I would just collect things and all this stuff. And, you know, I started to realize that collecting these things and, and I was constantly moving too. And when you're constantly moving and you haven't taken the, when you're having to take a bunch of stuff, it's like, you're taking all of this, this baggage with you, like this heaviness. And it's like all of these things that we own is a symbol of our past and what we're still holding on to. And I've realized the more my mine and Michael's mission was to not move any furniture when we moved to Hawaii. We were only going to take four suitcases. We actually had to move five suitcases with us on the plane because like four, four suitcases wasn't enough with like four of us, like two adults and two babies. So I realized that it was really important for us to, um, with, with both of our understanding that we didn't want to bring old energy with us. And it was a mission for us to sell it, donate it, give it away, uh, recycle, you know, um, all kinds of things. And, um, I'm, we're all about like, we don't really call ourselves a minimalist, but we are, we do have that minimalist mentality. Uh, we don't like to own too much because we're the type of people that I've always been the type of person to move around and not live, stay in one place for too long because like, what's the point of life to stay where you've always been? Like, well, that's just my point of view, but Life is all about learning and growing and experiencing new things. And so we like to keep things minimal, don't like to keep too much. And every time, um, well, before we moved over here to Kauai, when we were going through our stuff, I was like, well, I, I'm really 
even then, like I was still holding on to a lot. So you, you can't even imagine how much stuff like I had growing up, like that was accumulating. And mom, and it's like an internal thing of checking in yourself, like, well, why do I need this? It's kind of like, what's that woman's name, that Marie Kondo, um, you know, checking in, looking at your stuff at like, hey, does this bring me joy? Oh, no, it doesn't. So how about we give that away or sell it? So, yeah, we're all about the minimalist, minimalist lifestyle. I think I even posted a photo of uh, my closet and how much I own. And it's like whenever I do want to buy something, I now have to ask myself, well, do I need it? No, no, I don't. It's probably just like an excess of stuff. Though there isn't anything wrong with buying everything that you want. There is, for me personally, I've noticed that. Um, when I own too much, it just like emotionally just weighs me down. It's exhausting. It's stress. It's stressful. Even this move, even with the little bit that we have, I'm just like, Ugh, I don't want to own anything anymore. Cause it's just like, I just want to get up and go and move. And there's so many people out there. Um, every time we like YouTube minimalist, like there's some people that only own like a backpack worth of stuff and they're good. And like, that's their life, which is like a really cool goal. But it would, I would have to like get to that place and, and train my mind even more. And I feel like it, it's like when it comes to minimalist things, I definitely don't like buying cheap stuff. So I'm all about buying quality. So if I'm going to have like a few tank tops, like one of my tank tops is from uh, Lululemon. Uh, another tank top is from Billabong. Another one is from, where's my other one from? Uh, Paper Crown. Uh, I was a huge Lauren Conrad fan uh, from the Hills on Laguna Beach, and at the time she came out with uh, her clothing brand called Paper Crown. I don't know if she still owns it. I think she actually discontinued it, but I have a few pieces from there, and I'm talking about like really good quality stuff. Um, and even with my wallet too, I I've only owned a, a Louis Vuitton wallet. Like a few years before, I was all about. You know, buying my favorite character wallet from Hot Topic. If any Americans listening to this, you, you guys know what Hot Topic is. Uh, it's a pretty, for those who aren't American, it's a pretty trendy store that has like a bunch of Disney stuff, rock stuff, like band stuff, uh, Harry Potter stuff, anime stuff. It's just like a bunch of like merchandise from like everyone's like favorite uh, subcultures. And what I realized was like a few years ago, like our wallets are really say like our wealth and how much, how wealthy we feel about ourselves. So I'm transitioned to making sure that I had a Louis Vuitton wallet and my grandmother actually gave me my first Louis Vuitton coin bag. And that coin bag became my, my wallet for like, I don't know how long I had that wallet for. I think it was like six, 10, eight. I don't know. I had it for so long, like seven years. And so I finally bought myself a really, like a brand new one. I think it was back in May for my birthday. I bought a brand new one. It's really nice and big. Again, like I make sure I keep quality uh, pieces because internally what that says to me is I'm able to afford anything I want. It's a wealth frequency that I love to have and I love to keep because I noticed whenever I bought cheap things like Forever 21, stuff at Target, it made me feel cheap and internally I wouldn't attract the money that I was wanting to attract into my life. So I have a Louis Vuitton wallet that I carry with me everywhere. Um, if I have to use a, like a purse or a bag, I, um, uh, I bought about two new bags from Dewey and Burke that actually have all the Disney cats on it. So again, like quality, I'm all about quality. 
uh, all my other bags and purses that I did have was either coach, another Dunian bag, uh, purse that I have that actually has Jack Skellington on it. And again, quality, 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 because there's, there's something about investing in these quality pieces. I don't go out and buy a shit ton of stuff. It's all about keeping these quality pieces for me personally, that keeps my frequent, my wealth frequency up and, and attracting more wealth into my life. Um, another thing too, um, I'm all about, you know, uh, being eco-friendly too with earth. So at the top of having like quality stuff, um, I love keeping a hydro flask uh, water bottle with me so I can refill water whenever I can because again, I'm not about buying a ton of water bottles every day and polluting our planet even more. Mother Earth is constantly connecting with me. She honestly feels like she's suffocating with all the stuff that we've been doing to her, all the plastics in the ocean, all the like the landfills on the earth and just like the smog and, and everything and so my contribution to um, making sure that she's okay is I carry a nice big hydro flask. I think it's like a 32 ounce one and I refill it all the time. Michael and I bought a new water filter for our sink so we can just, you know, fill up water from our sink and it's filtered, it's good, you're, it's drinkable and that way we don't have to constantly go out and buy water jugs or... Um, yeah, that's how, uh, I drink water and it's free and I don't have to worry about polluting my earth even more. So yeah, hydroflask again, quality stuff. I'm all about like having quality pieces, keeping it simple. Uh, because again, it, it helps with my, I like to repeat myself because I feel like when I only say something once, uh, people don't listen and it slips their mind. And so I, I remember I got yelled at by a mentor and she's like, stop repeating that again. Like you've already said it, but it's like, yeah, well, if I said it once, I mean, it went in, it went in ear and went out the other. And sometimes the client, the recipient is not going to remember what I just said unless they go to a playback. So a recording of the reading. So I like to repeat myself so you can hear it again and again and again. Uh, but, but moving on. Um, yeah. So I'm all about buying quality. I feel like it's part of my own spiritual evolution keeping the wealth going in my life. And on top of like drinking water, I'm all about drinking tea. I'm, I have never been a fan of coffee. I don't like the taste of coffee. I'm all about drinking tea and green tea. Green tea is my favorite. Uh, I love mother's milk tea. The pregnancy tea is awesome. And for those who are pregnant, uh, a raspberry leaf tea is like the perfect tea for your womb to strengthen it, to nourish it. So that's a tip there for anyone who's pregnant. Raspberry leaf tea. So, 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 so yummy. Um, but yeah, I've never, I don't even like the taste of coffee. Don't like coffee ice cream. Don't like any of that stuff. I'm all about tea, hot tea, loose leaf tea, 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 tea. Um, I used to get up in the morning before I had kids. I was all about having one egg, one hard boiled egg and having some green tea with it. And that'd be like my breakfast. And I was like pretty solid on that. But then, you know, when I got pregnant, I needed to eat more. And, and now it's just like, I breastfeed all the time and I have to eat more in the mornings, like oatmeal. Um, my go-to breakfast I have every morning with meadow is oatmeal with bananas in it. And I'll add uh, maple syrup in it sometimes, or I'll just keep it like plain, um, I'll cook the bananas and the oatmeal for a really long time. So the oatmeal has the banana flavor. 
Uh, or sometimes I'll just have a piece of toast uh, in the morning and it's vegan butter that I always use. And, and speaking of veganism and me, uh, so with me, I do not like to label myself vegan or vegetarian or uh, I eat meat. It's more of I listen to what my body needs in the moment. So Michael and I love cooking a, a vegan lifestyle. So we don't own, we don't have any milk. We only use uh, almond milk or coconut milk. Uh, we don't have any meat here. We always, if we need like a um, some type of substance, then we'll cook tofu or we cook a lot of potatoes. Um, but if my body is needing some meat, we'll go out and eat meat. Um, some I love sausage and Portuguese sausage here is. And, and Hawaii is freaking amazing. But again, I only eat meat if my body is needing it, if, but most of the time it's not. So um, when I was pregnant, it was interesting because a year before I got pregnant with Meadow, uh, we were vegetarian and vegan, and it was kind of like my body was like really cleansing itself. And then once I got pregnant with Meadow, she for some reason was wanting meat and I was wanting chicken the whole time. So my body was like fiending for chicken. So I had chicken. And then as soon as I, um, you know, wasn't pregnant anymore, we started dipping back into vegetarianism. And then, uh, once I got pregnant with river, she actually didn't want meat or any animal products. So I went back to being vegan while I was pregnant. So I'm all about listening to my body and what my body needs in the moment Though I do have, um, I, I feel like people will, I feel like certain people will thrive being vegan, will thrive being a vegetarian, will thrive just eating fish, will thrive on just maybe uh, eating meat and veggies. Everybody is so different. Um, if you're a hardcore vegan and, and you've been following me, I'm so sorry, but this is the truth like of me. Um, there's nothing wrong with veganism. There's nothing wrong with vegetarianism. I'm all about that. Like I said, Michael and I, we cook a, a vegan lifestyle here, but if we're out and about and my body is needing some type of meat, then I will eat it. Uh, I don't punish myself because I listen to what my body needs because sometimes, um, if I'm not receiving enough nutrients from just the vegetables, like I need something more with protein and, it's like I, f I realized while I was doing that, I was more happier. I wasn't being so strict on myself. And I'm all about um, people who are like pro-vegan and stuff. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But but yeah, again, like I'm not hard on myself. I'm not strict on myself, labeling myself anything. Because I feel like when we label ourselves something, then stuff just does not work out. Um, and yeah, and so we've kind of gone into that lifestyle where we're mostly, we mostly cook vegan, uh, because you know, it's, it's good for us and it's really healthy and I always feel really, really good, but sometimes the body's just like, mm, let's just have a piece of sausage right now. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's just how we are. Um, and another thing too, we do not vaccinate our children and the reason why that is I don't have anything against people who vaccinate, but me as an intuitive and listening to my body and listening to what source God, spirit, universe is telling me to do, um, I don't trust what's in the vaccinations. Uh, too many reports 
Of course, they don't show this on the news, um, but there's been too many reports of children dying instantly from vaccinations or there's a link between autism, um, a lot of birth defects, um, SIDS, um, those who don't know what that stands for, sudden infant death, um, and a lot of uh, allergies too. It feels like there's been an uprise in allergies in kids. Like, I don't know how the hell, uh, well, I don't know how the hell, but, um, there seems to be like a link, uh, with, um, the amount of vaccinations that are going into children nowadays, because when we got vaccinated when we were kids, we did not get received that much, but now they're pumping a lot into children. Um, you know, kids, gradual, um, advancements are starting to slow down like their motor skills are starting to slow down so there's there's too much going on um in the world especially for me the 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 main thing was allergies that are going on um with how many allergies now with kids and young children that internally my intuition is just like no uh I don't trust vaccinating my children I'm being guided not to so I listen to what you know my guides are telling me to do though you know if you believe in vaccinations awesome. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, from my own personal perspective and what I'm being guided to do, I'm being guided not to vaccinate. So we're not going to vaccinate your kids just because again, I don't know what's in vaccinations and the side effects, uh, that they don't talk about your actually, I, what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing, what my intuitive intuition is constantly saying and pointing at, um, I'm going to listen to what my guys are saying. So yeah, we don't vaccinate. I mean, yeah, it's, it's such a tough topic because um, with family members, uh, they've had to, I won't say who, they, we've had to distance ourselves or not even have uh, that uh, relationship with certain family members due to not vaccinating our kids. And as much as it hurts, it's it's part of uh, who we are and our choices. And if some of our choices don't meet up with certain family members, then that's part of life. I mean, we ultimately create our soul family through friends and, and who we choose to have in our lives. And sometimes blood family just aren't meant to be our family. And so, uh, Michael and I are really good about listening to ourselves and what we're being guided to do because ultimately we, we've been really happy since him and I have been together um, I've been the most happy in a relationship, most fulfilled because being with him has made me face so much of who I am and what I was holding on to, my blocks. Um, I feel like the whole point of being in a relationship is to see your mirror and, and what you're blocking yourself from. And, and if you have that conscious partnership, it fucking, you create so much magic, um, in this type of relationship. And I'm not talking about like those toxic ones because I've been in toxic relationships and those ones that are so like emotionally, uh, like you feel emotionally, um, attached or uh, codependent on certain exes and the toxicity that goes into the relationships. Like this is not even anywhere near that. Um, because with Michael, he's very patient and we both call each other out on each other's bullshit and it helps us grow so much and it's so amazing. And, um, 
it's so amazing to come into a relationship with somebody who has the same point of view as you and, and vice versa. And though we're still different people, we still come into our, this life together, uh, bouncing each other, bouncing ideas off of each other because there's certain areas that I'm very mature in and he's not. And then there's certain areas that he's incredibly mature in and I'm not. So we both help each other grow in that aspect as well. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and we're all about being barefoot too. I'm all about being barefoot, walking barefoot everywhere. I remember I walked barefoot in Idlewild, California. I hiked, I hiked the whole freaking hike barefoot. And I remember growing up, somebody said something like, uh, being barefoot means that you're connected to, uh, earth and psychic abilities. Like if you walk barefoot a lot, you are very connected to amplifying uh, your psychic abilities, your intuition. It's a very like a uh, native thing I, I'm getting is what I'm feeling. But uh, Michael and I are, are both like that. We used to, I guess people used to label us as hippies. But I, again, I'm not, but yeah, I'm not really a fan of labeling stuff. Um, I'm all about, you know, being in the moment and changing with the, with the, with the wind and um, growing in your evolution and following your path and, and what you're meant to be doing. But yeah, being barefoot, it's connected to spirituality and your psychic abilities. And, and there's, there's, it's like a deep connection with, with, with uh, mother earth and, and things like that. Um, yeah. And it's like my parenting uh, lifestyle. Michael and I are very much, we like to let Meadow discover things and give her space and let her feel free. And whenever she falls, like we don't react. Um, she used to fall a lot. And so we would let her do that. We wouldn't be like, Oh, are you okay? It's more of like, let her experience that so she can learn and not make that uh, mistake of falling or tripping or whatever it was that she did again. Um, because a lot of people have commented Things like, wow, she catches herself really well. Oh, wow, she got up so quickly from that trip. Oh, did it like it didn't affect her? We hear a lot of those comments. So we're really all about um, if she falls and she hits her head or if she um, slips or whatever it is, like we let her fall, we don't react and she gets right back up because I notice when we react, it's like we're sending the signal telling the kid like, Oh, that's supposed to hurt. Like start crying. And we've noticed with metal, she doesn't cry. She doesn't freak out. She just gets right back up and keeps moving. But if we're constantly like, uh, hovering over our children and they trip and we're like, Oh my God, are you okay? We're like hovering over them. It's like, we're telling them that that's supposed to hurt. And it, it, it triggers something within their brain. Like, okay, every time I fall, I got to stay here and cry and, and make it a big deal when that's not the case at all. And with Meadow, we've noticed whenever she trips or falls, she gets right back up and keeps going. And I feel like that is something that will um, be great for her in the long run. Like whenever she goes through ups and downs of life, she'll keep going. It's very important, uh, spiritual stamina, emotional and mental stamina within her that I've realized that will keep her going whenever something like doesn't work out for her. Um, and we've always been, uh, the type of people to, uh, co-sleep with both of our kids in the bed because her, I don't know, it just feels like 
at these um, early stages of a child's life, since I was carrying them for nine months, like it's so important for them to still be attached to me for uh, nine months after that, and even longer. Meadow's gonna be two years old, and she's still sleeping in the bed with us and with River, and it's so sacred, and it's so um, important for their own mental, emotional security within themselves. Because we're the type of people that do not believe in crying it out. Um, you know, because kids, babies crying is their way of letting you know if something is wrong. And that's their way of only communicating um, with us. So, yeah, it, it's been a beautiful ride. And, and my goal is like the most amazing dad. He's very patient and um, understanding with them. He's very involved, you know, he's very supportive and he's always, you know, he's, he's an amazing father. And, and why I chose Michael too is, and he's actually three years younger than me. I remember having this conversation with a really close, uh, family friend of mine, uh, Tiffany. I remember her and I were having this conversation before Michael and I got together and, I remember I was just like so fed up with guys because I was, how old was I, like 20, I don't even remember, like 26, 27 at the time, and I was all about like dating the older guys, like dating a 40-year-old because I saw all my other family members do it, like, oh, I'm going to date a 40-year-old who's well-established, has his own home, has his own car, da-da-da-da-da, et cetera, et cetera, basically have all these material possessions so I could feel some type of worthiness, but the more I was not being success, successful in that, I had this like epiphany of like, oh, I actually want to grow with somebody. Like I want to build with somebody. I want to grow with somebody mentally and emotionally. And that's when Michael came in. I'm like, I want to start from the ground up with somebody so there's a found, solid foundation, so there's respect, so there's love, so there's support, and there's a deep friendship. Whereas me coming into some successful man's life and he's already established, I, I felt like, you know, somebody that he could just like toss. And that's exactly what was happening. I was constantly getting like, uh, guys who were well established in their career and owned all the stuff. And, uh, they were just treating me like the next woman that they're cheating on me with. So yeah, it, it just, it just didn't click. And with Michael, it did finally, finally click. I'm like, like, like this is it because, him and I were just friends uh, before we decided to be together. We were friends for about three years prior. And he he's so intuitive. Like, he's... You guys think I'm freaking gifted. Like, you, you guys need a book of reading with Michael because he's super, super gifted. But he had known since the beginning when we met at an Armin Van Buren show. In case any of you don't know who Armin Van Buren is, he's a very well-known established trance uh dance music dj from the netherlands and i was obsessed with armin forever i was in the rave scene that's how michael and i met but yeah we met at an armin show and he had known since then and since then until we got together he kept trying to date me ask me out even when i had a bunch of boyfriends and previously engaged like it was it was really funny but he had been in front of me this whole time and my ego was all about finding a 40-year-old who was already established in his career, but God wanted something more for me. God wanted me to have somebody that was going to grow with me emotionally, mentally, 
physically and spiritually. And I, and I feel like, like that's it. Like that's the thing that I feel like people, women will benefit from is you don't need all that material possession stuff. You don't need someone who has all the stuff because yeah, that's stuff. But is it feeding you emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally? Um, and Michael was doing all of that. So yeah, that was something that I realized too. I'm just like, man, I can't even go and get anywhere with all these like four year olds who no, this is this is not working out. But Michael did, and it, it it's been amazing. And now we have two beautiful girls together living in Kauai. Because man, when you when you listen to your your soul and your evolution and and your intuition and your guides and when you keep listening to that gut feeling or that nudge that is constantly pointing you in a certain direction, uh, you will um, live a life that you never thought was possible. Um, yeah, I mean, shoot, that's pretty much, that's basically my lifestyle, keeping it really simple. I love being in nature. The reason why we moved to Hawaii is because we want our girls to know what it's like to be connected to earth and to be um to just be connected to nature because I feel like in nature in nature you get such a beautiful um downloads and revelations like within yourself and you know who you are you don't have the chaos of the city and that energy and because wherever you are wherever you're living you naturally will pick up the energy that's around you and that's what was happening with us in LA and Gardena where I grew up in I was starting to feel stagnant I was like feeling everybody's stuff and that same just like oh I can't do this like I need earth so we were blessed to blessed to move here um but yeah I I mean I love you guys oh yeah and and a water birth that that was coming up too. Um, the reason why we were wanting to go the water birth route, uh, home birth, uh, we we tried it with Meadow. It didn't work out because she obviously wanted to be born at a hospital. But we finally had our successful home water birth with River. Uh, the reason why we we're so all about home births was because you know going to see a doctor or going to the hospital or going to a clinic like. There's a lot of stress uh, that goes on at these locations and I, I'm very sensitive to energy and being at home and having a midwife come do your checkups at your house is very comforting, it's very peaceful, it's very calming because while you're pregnant, believe it or not, whatever is going on in your life, emotionally, mentally, physically, family drama or whatever, all of that affects the baby within your womb. So... You can't even imagine like going to a hospital and all the freaking lights and the chaos that goes on at a hospital. Uh, didn't want that for our kids. And we were very blessed with Meadow because we, even though we had to go to a hospital, we were still blessed with a very home birth-like experience with an incredible doctor in Linwood, California, uh, Dr. Shavira at St. Francis in Linwood. And it, I'm giving him a shout out because he's phenomenal. You guys, if any of you are in Southern California and LA County, like he's the doctor to go to. Um, he let us do have the birth that we wanted, didn't interfere. Let my midwife, uh, Bliss Young, do all of the work as you know as she was our midwife, and it was incredible. 
And then River comes and we had a whole beautiful home birth experience and she came out in like two hours. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm very sensitive to energy and how things are done uh, is very important to me, especially when it comes to babies because again, they feel everything within the womb and having a home birth just meant uh, peace uh, when when they are born and everyone notices River's demeanor, she's very calm and peaceful and just a happy baby, and her birth was just that. But yeah, that's that's basically my lifestyle, keeping it simple, natural, connection, more connection to Mother Earth and God, and being at the beach all day, and connecting with my family, and being in service to God, and giving readings, and mentoring people, and helping people with their gifts, because... That is what I am all about. So, yeah, I love you guys. If you have any um, anything you also want me to talk about, I could definitely go into. But I thought this was a really cool idea by Michael. Just talk about my lifestyle and what I do. And, and yeah, so you guys get to know the real, real me and who I really am. And, yeah, I love you guys. I'll be tuning in next week. But Happy New Year. Uh, wishing everybody a new 2020, making it your year full of fulfillment, true fulfillment, because I feel like when we have things and we're, you know, when we have things that we, you know, don't really want and we're uh, not fulfilled, the happiness with that thing goes away really quickly. But when we're fulfilled, it's not even a happiness. It's like a very, uh, it's like this internal joy that stays with you, that even when you go through ups and downs, like there's still joy within you. So I wish everyone true fulfillment for 2020 and for the rest of your your life and, and into the next life. All right. Mahalo and abundant blessings to you all.